the Snap UK podcast. I'm Griff and I'm at Chateau Green with Jim and John. Say hi. 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 Uh, <clears throat> it's been three months, or the best part of, since our last podcast. And uh, now, despite being two members of the team short, shout out to Gary and Paul. Hi, guys. Uh, it's time to get back to podcasting and looking forward to the forthcoming 2021 NFL season. It's fair to say that in the three months that have elapsed, we have plenty of things to pick up on, lots of points to discuss. So we will be opening the forum this evening for a roundtable discussion between the three of us on any topics we wish to bring to the table. NFL related. Yeah, okay. if you like. I mean... I was going to be up Kanye's divorce. <laughs> yeah, we've got the cricket on in the background. There was... No, we won't talk about her. <laughs> but before we get to that, we have to cover the serious and ongoing consequences of that aforementioned apocalypse that is COVID-19. So we'll clear that out of the way at the start of the podcast. We really wish evening. we could clear it out of the way. Yeah, that'd be grand. Um, we're going to have a bit of a frank discussion about that before we dive into the slightly more entertaining topics, because I think we've all had enough of COVID by now. Yeah. I mean, can I just add, it's really nice to be doing this in person. In person. Like... Uh, there's, I can see my mates. There's a dog <laughs> here, and, and and that's the sound of me licking Jim. This <laughs> podcast dog is quite pre- prevalent this evening. Uh, on a who has a dog and then puts her on a wooden floor and tries to record a podcast <laughs> yeah. in the same room. It's an interesting combination. It really is, but I like it. It's like having your own backing drummer. Uh, okay, let's let's tackle the serious subject first. The impact of COVID. On the forthcoming NFL season, the impact we knew would be there, and there's already been a fairly significant uh, hit on several teams. Uh, the Vikings have lost assistant coach Rick Dennison. The Patriots have lost uh, joint O-line coach Cole Popovich because these two guys have taken their decision to not be vaccinated, and unvaccinated members of staff incur certain restrictions this season meaning they won't be able to partake in some activities they can't approach various places in the grounds um and if teams are forced to postpone games because of a covid outbreak through unvaccinated members of the teams they effectively are penalized by losing the game and they have to pay the uh, the other players in the other team as well because the team doesn't have to pay the players for the for the game um, the other the team who were responsible ah, for the outbreak also, yeah. So there's another little twist in there. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think this all comes down to. I think the NFL did amazingly well last year, mm. a to get to the end of the season relatively un- unscathed, but to h- hold all 16 regular season games within a 17 week period. Mm. Yep, there was a lot of moving around, and I'm sure there's some very stressed. Um, organizers and what have you but they did exceptionally well i don't think they want to take that risk this year and i think i don't know but i'm going to take a wild guess to say the revenue that the nfl made last year isn't as high as what it would be in a in a normal in a normal year either through fans not attending or through sponsorship opportunities lost or advertising opportunities lost and end of the day nfl is a business it's very money driven i think they want to stamp out the risk this year of games being moved or games being uh, postponed or cancelled and are doing everything they can to make sure that doesn't happen. 
taking this move, it puts the emphasis back onto the onto the clubs to try and get players and staff vaccinated. Um, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say everyone should get vaccinated. That's my own personal opinion. Um, some people are anti it, and you know, fair enough, whatever you decide. But in a business situation, you've got to try and minimise the risk to your to, to your revenue, and this is exactly what the NFL are doing. And I expect that's what the, most of the clubs will then, will then try and do. Yeah, it seems to be. Um, I think it's that uh, in fourteen of the teams, ninety percent of the staff now are vaccinated. I think eighty five percent of players are now got at least a single vaccination. Um. But, I mean, um, you know, can the league survive without Cole Beasley is the question. But it's not, but that, you know, it's flippant, but um, it's not, as it's emerged this week, it's not just, you know, Cole Beasley who is not getting vaccinated. Uh, you know, we, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Hopkins is the big name. This DeAndre week. Hopkins is the big, big name who, um, you know, is celebrating his. Uh, bumper two-year contract by potentially, uh, you know, not playing if if it comes to a choice of being vaccinated or or not, or, you know, or playing. And that's and that's their choice. I mean, you know, clubs have to. Yeah, when, when you join a business, either as a, as, as an employee, there, there's a certain number of rules that you have to abide by. And if NFL clubs choose to say, right, to play for us, you have to have a vaccine. It's no different to yeah. a club saying, this is your uniform. Yeah. You will wear this. And that applies to all of us. We have all worked in what you would term as, uh, I was going to say the word menial. That's not what I meant. But but jobs where effectively you've started at the bottom, you've been thrown a Burger King outfit or whatever, and you've been told, this is your uniform, put it on. And and for me, vaccines are the same. I, I, You are correct to say it's everybody's free choice. I don't understand why... People are choosing not to have it, having witnessed the destruction it's caused across the world. I don't understand, but it's not for me to understand other people's choices. But I, I think everything should be done to encourage all the players of all backgrounds, ages, everything. Get yourself vaccinated. Do not be a health risk to other people in this league. Because the NFL, along with a lot of other sports, and we, we watched uh, players bubble so they could watch the played in the cricket last year, the, the Premier League played. That entertainment kept people going. And if you like, for the first time in a long time, the NFL has a responsibility to promote vaccinations. Amongst, it's you know There's a diverse number of people in the NFL, uh, so they should be promoting that at the same time as continuing to provide their entertainment service. I don't... I, I cannot understand what the negative consequence of the vaccine is supposed to be and why it's causing players who previously DeAndre Hopkins has struck me as an extremely articulate and intelligent person and I I do not get it I can't necessarily say the same about Cole Beasley he's a bit of a he's a bit of a one-hit wonder is Cole Beasley like there's something there that I don't quite get if you've heard his rap career he's uh, no hit wonder, no hit wonder. <laughs> yeah but but uh, like I just I don't understand what the resistance is exactly and, and and i know people personally who've chosen not to get vaccinated and i've not had an upfront discussion with them but that doesn't mean i understand why they're they're doing it because we're all 
doing our best to make sure we can all proceed, meet up like this, do a podcast, play sports at the weekend or work normally or whatever it might be. And some people don't seem to be towing the line and I, I would love for someone to explain it to me other than it's my choice. Good luck with that. Um, yeah. I've, I've, it's, it seems to be asking a lot. Uh, <laughs> it does. It does. Um, okay. That's the impact of COVID, right? Yeah. We know that there will be somewhere along the line a problem. They coped very well with it last year. But all we can do is tackle it as it comes along. It's yeah, it's another one of those subjects that we're just going to have to wait and see what happens because it's it's I, I the very think nature of it. It, they, it yeah. you can I mean the vaccine they can be be proactive, but you know there are times when they're going to have to be reactive, and you know they've the the rules are in place now. Let's see. Let's hope that. Um, we don't get, uh, you know, like it gets to a point where a team misses out on the playoffs, for instance, because they missed a game because of COVID. Do you know, I don't, I don't think that will happen. I think the NFL will still pull all the stops to play every game because they are worth so much money on TV. But yes, the rules are there to frighten the teams, basically, yeah. to make yeah. sure this is done. And I think that's fair, you know. Right, I want you to get away from COVID. We all do. <laughs> I've had enough. We're going to have our roundtable discussion of topics that we think need a mention or a discussion. I'm dropping two in very early that you are banned from bringing up. We're just going to discuss them up front. They do not count as things you can then bring up. Better write these down. Yeah. The first one is Aaron Rodgers has reported to training camp for the Packers and is reportedly going to play for them in 2021 on the proviso that he can be traded to wherever he chooses in 2022 if he's still unhappy with the team. This is the gamble that the Packers are prepared to take. The, the caveat or the assign to this is as well that the contract talks with Devontae Adams have gone down the pan and he and Rogers seem to be in lockstep. Um, now, I don't know. It was, what's the chap's name? Brian Goodekunst. Goodekunst. That's him. Uh, if I were the Packers, I'd just be binning him off uh, and saying, can we keep our quarterback and our wide receiver who win us everything? But... That's not the way they're going to go, clearly, because they don't have any leadership as a as an organisation. A quarterback who won us one thing. Well, yeah, but where would they be without he and Devontae Adams? They'd be a lot worse. They'd be a, they'd be a lot worse. They'd probably, but I mean, let's should we? I mean, prophesize they'd probably still be out in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, it seems. I'm not sure they'd make the playoffs. I mean, there no. there are. I'm not an Aaron Rodgers biggest fan. As well I mean, he, I'm home. a huge Rogers fan, uh, but yeah, um, I, I I just think there's a, there is enough there. They've got a very creative coach as well. I think that they could. I mean, without Rogers, they aren't going to be as good. They probably scrape through. They might lock a. They might. I don't, but, think, I don't think they get into the playoffs without Rogers. But yeah, it's uh, um, it it seems like. The power is all in Rogers' court. Even going forward, it's. I mean, the, what the. I mean, it's very um, the last dance, isn't it? Esque. Yeah, it is. So, do you remember who played for the Packers the last times Aaron Rodgers was unable to play? Um, yeah, Scott Tolzien. Well, uh, they've also uh, had Hundley. Deshaun Kaiser and oh, Brett Hundley, Kaiser, yeah. and they were both chuffing awful. They were bad. And now 
those players still had most of Aaron Rodgers' weapons around them, and they couldn't they couldn't move the ball, let yeah. alone win games. So, whilst and I also am not the world's biggest Aaron Rodgers fan, but credit where it's due, he's gone through his little two or three season blip where he regressed rather than it wasn't terrible, but he regressed. And he's now right at the top of his game. Was he not MVP last year? He was MVP last year, yeah. I think the, the, the two years previous, he, not to say he was a bad player, but he just, I, I, it was his attitude that stunk, that used to annoy me. Um, that changed this year. And I think when the rumour came out on draft day that he wanted a trade, I felt like that was just, it, I felt like that, he's just playing, he's playing them. Yeah. And he it's stitched all part them up. Of, yeah, he's absolutely stitched them up. Um, and then to release that on draft day of all days is a complete stitch up. And I, I think look, if, you, if you're if you're a Packers fan, you obviously don't want to see Aaron Rodgers go. But in the cold light of day, the guy's 38, mm. still a brilliant player. And you know we've seen we've seen now that quarterbacks can go on into their mid 40s apparently. Um, <laughs> well, one, yeah, you could get two, three first round picks for him. You've got a quarterback sat in the wings that you've spent a first round pick on last year. You've got a play caller who actually, I mean, comes from the Shanahan tree and it's in certain circumstances, it's more about the run game. So it's more creative. I got, I've got to be thinking, do you trade him now and get what you can for him before you, you then pay him for another whole season and give him the rights to negotiate where he wants to go? At least if you trade, if they were to trade him now, it's down to them where he goes. Who's, like who's taking him? Who's giving up three first-round picks for Aaron Rodgers? Denver. Three first-round picks? Maybe two and you know, something else. I don't know. I, anyone would be delighted to see him on their team for a season if they got him for free or a second or third-round pick. Or, but the guy causes trouble. That's evidenced by what's happening. Um, no one's saying they don't want him, but what is he worth when he comes with so much baggage? He's not worth three first-round picks, even if he is Aaron Rodgers. So, you know, you wouldn't give up three first-round picks for Tom Brady. He's won everything, but he's 59 years old. There is a limit. You, you wouldn't do it. So you wouldn't you wouldn't do it for Rodgers, would you? No, God, no. Not not three first-round... Yeah, it's it's just not... There's no value. It, but for the, the only team that I can see there being value in it is the Broncos, because... They've got nothing, and then they'd at least have something. And the weapons are good, and he'd probably go there. Yeah, but you, you, ah, you'd be giving up so much. Yeah, I think if he, if he, if he did end up in Denver, you'd almost make them Super Bowl favorites. I think so because they've got a good defense. They've got great weapons. Their offensive line play was better last year than it has been for the last ten years. The question would be on the coach. But do you need to have such a good coach if you've got someone as good as Rogers playing at quarterback? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that, but that's where the weakness would be, if you like. Yeah. Uh, He's a good defensive coach. I think you yeah. need a strong coach. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm I'm not sure that those two personalities would mesh necessarily. That's true. Um, also, the other half of this discussion, if you like, is Jordan Love. Who's seen Jordan Love? What's he done? No one, because he's not had an opportunity yeah. yet. Okay. Give him a snap and we'll see. But, but th- this is what I mean. Like, the Packers are sort of gambling on him being the next Aaron Rodgers, like Rodgers stepped up after Favre. And the chances of a team doing that twice in succession? Slim. Slim. Slim to do it the first time. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. But it's, they, they, they looked out that, um, you know, 
they got Rogers so low mm. in the draft, and then they like they waited and waited and waited, and basically to the point where they couldn't wait anymore. But uh, yeah, I just I, it it's not he's not going to be Aaron Rodgers. No one no. really is. Um, but yeah, um, at least if it happened this summer, he's like you know so. The, the weapons are crap, but maybe that's something you can do in a, a, a get in a trade. At least he's got a running game. Aaron Jones, um, you know, despite what some people have said, is an elite runner. Uh, <laughs> okay. Almost the longest running story in the podcast. <laughs> Pretty much. He did say the guy was shit. Yeah. So, just saying. But yeah, uh, you know, the, 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 there is some bits around uh, whoever comes in if it was to move on, but still... You know, it's uh, they're damned if they do and they're damned if they don't. Okay, so there's three of us at the table. Quick vote then before we move on. Uh, all those who think he starts for the Packers this season say aye. 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 So there you go, three. I don't think he's moving either. No, yeah. I don't think he is. Either. Okay, fine. The second topic which you cannot bring up in your round table is Deshaun Watson returning to the Texans and basically reporting so he doesn't lose 50 grand a day for not turning up. He's got a lot of legal bills to pay, hasn't he? So. Yeah. Well, the interesting thing, as, as I was saying to you guys before we started, is the way the law works in the States means that he can't be deposed until, I think it's the 22nd of February next year. So he could play the whole season. Or he could play no part in the season if he gets suspended by the commissioner. Or he could play some part in the season. Or he could be traded, which is what he wants. Now, this... The Texans are now saying they will accept a trade if they get the right offer, but yeah, I bet they will. But they've left it too late. This is typical Texans. I'll give you a demonstration of typical Texans. We are now 16 months removed from David Johnson being swapped for DeAndre Hopkins with the Cardinals, possibly one of the worst trades of all time. Hey, let, you know, David Johnson might play this year. Look, David Johnson actually outshone what most people thought he would achieve last year, but he's not DeAndre Hopkins. No. There was no value in that for the Texans. The Texans had the opportunity to trade Deshaun Watson months back when he first said, this is terrible, I want out of here. And they'd have got three or four first-round picks. And they were desperate for yeah. draft capital as yeah, well. Yeah, they would have got it. Now, who is going to give up much? Because you don't know, you could be getting a generational talent that you don't see for the next two years, if at all. So why would you give up? Very much at all. Why are you taking that gamble? There are no other owners in the league. I don't... F oh, I say that, though, I mean, there are some really stupid owners. But, um, you know, I don't think there are any dumb enough to do it. But, you know, that, uh, the nice thing with the NFL is I always wait to be surprised. <laughs> but... It's not... Well, they're not it's, gonna... I, th I think... The, at some point, someone's going to have to make a decision on... Him. And I think the decision needs to come from the commissioner because effectively the, the Texans are currently playing a bloke who they want rid of. They basically, what they want rid of. He's turning up to a team he doesn't want to play for. And all the while, it's an absolute like stain on the NFL that he's still an active member because he's... You know, it's quite a, a litany of charges he's up against here. Yeah, and with, yeah. with respect, we have no idea 
how that's going to go. And I'm not often one for sitting on the fence, and that's fine. They haven't actually said one way or another whether this is going to stick. That's the thing. It's not even like this is definitely going to happen at some point. It may all just disappear. And we've seen players in the past be booted out of teams. Kareem Hunt, okay, hoofed out of a team because, by all accounts, he did something dreadful. Look at him now. He's now sailing back up the, the list of great players. He's, he's playing on a team where, effectively, he's the second running back, and he's one of their best four or five players. He was amazing last year. He's had a complete career resurgence, and you could get that from Deshaun Watson. He could, he could be traded away six, six months out while things get sorted and then come back next season and be phenomenal for years, or... You could get a player who ends up mired in legal trouble for years and never is able to play again. I mean, the biggest difference there is that you're going to have to, if you take on Deshaun Watson, you're going to have to pay. You have to pay him on his current contract if, you, if you're trading for him. Yeah. Um, and Kareem Hunt, he's one of the cheapest running backs in the league because yeah. of the the situation he was in, and because John Dorsey was then GM of the Browns, he selected him when he was GM of, of the Chiefs. He knew the player. He took it. He took a gamble. You can afford to take a gamble when you're only paying a player circa million yes. dollars a year. When you're paying a player 30, 30 million dollars a year upwards, it's a much bigger risk. I think your point earlier, like the Texans have left it too late. It's a typical Texans move because <laughs> they should have traded him as soon as he put the, tra- the, the, the request in. And if they had an offer on the table, for two or three first round picks, they should have snapped their hand off because A, you had a player who doesn't want to be there. Forgetting all the legal problems that then yeah. ensued, you had a pl- you had got a player who doesn't want to be there. You, they had no draft capital. They were in a rebuild mode. They've let JJ Watson go. Uh, JJ what? JJ Watson. What? Deshaun Watson. JJ what? God, it's been a while, hasn't it? Um, <laughs> so you know that, that that's when they should have known. Now I'd be lucky. They'll be lucky to get a first round pick for him. It's who, if, he, if, if anything happens, it's, he's going to go for next to nothing. But I just I don't see I don't see a team a who's going to give up draft capital for him and then pay his contract based on we don't know what's going to happen with him. No, yeah, it's too unpredictable. I I I suspect there's some sort of commissioner's exemption coming, some sort of list that he'll find himself on. Uh, as we did with the last discussion, uh, all those who think Deshaun Watson starts game one for the Texans say aye. Silence. A resounding silence. All those who think Tyrod Taylor starts, say aye. 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 And to finish it off, all those who think we see, is it uh, Miles Davis? Davis Miles? I can't remember which way round the name goes. Davis Mills. Da- is it? Uh, well, the third round draft pick that they yeah. took. I, I hate to sound sketchy on this, but I mean, the guy was barely anything coming into the draft and that's who they picked up because they didn't have any draft capital. He, I mean, he had like, he played like eight games, I think, for, for Stanford. Um, and... Some of the scouts were actually really up on him. And he's like, okay, he's not going to be a first-round pick because he's only played eight games. But that small level amount of games that he played, in, in that game he showed that he actually could be a decent quarterback. So, But he's not ready to lead a team in his first season. Oh, God, no. But they're going to have to make a decision on what they're going to do. Tarod's there on a year-long contract. Uh, we know what the Tarod story is. He comes in, he plays okay for four games, he gets injured, and then somebody else plays. Gets stabbed by the coach. Yeah, <laughs> whatever it but might be. It was an extreme example last year. <laughs> yeah, but but it was this, you know, it was a similar story at the Browns. It was a similar story at the Bills. Like this is how his career goes. 
if they're going to tread water for a season, he's a perfectly fine quarterback to do that with. But he's not your quarterback of 2022. Uh, no. So then you've got to look at Davis Mills to see whether he is your quarterback of 2022. He is. No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> but... But then they're stuck again because then they've got to spend draft capital that they can ill afford on another quarterback. So Texans fans pick another team. It's going to be a long, long road. At least it will be the first pick. <laughs> no, but will it actually? Have they traded it away? No, so, they've still got it. They've they're, still they're, got they're, it. They're, they're kind of fuck. back to they get they've narrowed over that whole Andre the, the, the Bob situation and uh, the Olivia. Not a <laughs> the Bob situation. Laramie Tunsil trade that really cost them. Yeah, it really did. Right, we're raining that in. They were the two topics that you were not allowed to select for your roundtable. John's been trying to eye up my list upside down to see what <laughs> I think is coming, but that's not how it's going to work. I, I'm going to let one of you two pick a topic that you think we need to cover, and we'll we'll go for it. And uh, when I think we've had enough, we'll move on to another one. That's pretty much how it's going to work. Uh, John, so I'm going to this. The first one I'm going to bring up because we haven't. Uh, podcasted for three months. Some stuff has happened, so I, I think we should start with Julio to the Titans. It's a good start. Julio to the Titans. Uh, lead off. What do you think? Um, great. <laughs> <laughs> not not if you're a Falcons fan. Not if you're a Falcons fan, but great for Julio and great for the Titans. I mean, it's I mean, it's what the Titans uh, need. I mean, Tannehill uh, need if he was. Fine last year, more weapons for him. Brilliant as well. You know, they I know they have Derek Henry who can seemingly just run and run and run. But one day he will be stopped. Um, especially if you're gonna run him ninety-six times a game, which is what they're doing. Um so yeah, I mean the more options for the Titans the better. It was wasn't very expensive. So for them, great. For Falcons they've got rid of a what is effectively a generational talent because he was maybe he's isn't, isn't, maybe he's on his he's on the way down now but I mean he's still is, is he still averaging 93 yards a game which is still the highest in the NFL ever so you know hopefully that doesn't take a hit now he's moved on but for, you know for Matty Ryan yeah, you know uh, yeah I'd be uh, I'd be quite angry I think it's terrible for the Falcons. I think you hit on the point where <clears throat> Julio Jones hasn't been the same player the last couple of years as he was probably the you know the first five, six, seven years of his career. Um, they got rid of him. He's like thirty-two, I think. So realistically, he's not going to suddenly kind of hit a hit a kind of a second wind. They brought in Carl Pitts, who again could be another generational talent at tight end. They got Calvin Ridley. Matt Ryan is a good enough quarterback to get it to get the ball to receivers who aren't Julio Jones. Oh yeah, I mean you know, but still you know it's uh, that, that you're now Calvin Calvin Ridley is your de facto number one, whereas um, there's still he was still getting quite a few he gets quite a few yards last year and the year before because you st- you have to cover Julio, and you maybe now. Maybe now Carl Pitts will benefit from Calvin Ridley being the guy they have to cover. I don't know. Let's see. The Falcons, to me, are just still swimming in bang average. Yeah, I mean, they're a team in rebuild. Yeah. Absolutely sure. Whereas I think the Titans are a, a win-now team. I mean, they lost Corey Davis and they lost Jono Smith, bringing in another target. 
the likes of Julio Jones maybe changes his game slightly so he doesn't get upfield as much and he becomes more of a, a dominant physical presence. That I, I honestly think the Titans have made themselves favourites for the AFC South with that move. I really do. You, I know you're, you're all going to ponder. You're going to say Carson Wentz to the Colts. Is that going to be well, enough? I, you, the, the thing is, but, Carson Wentz to the Colts, to me, is still a, just a bit of a, I don't know. Yeah, it, it, uh, it, it's, it's a, a roll of the though. dice. Yeah. We've just the discussed art. the Texans. They're, they're not going to do anything. And the other team there are the Jags. So, well done. <laughs> Titans walking into the playoffs. It, 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 that's exactly what they needed. You cannot cover Derek Henry, AJ Brown, and Julio Jones. You cannot do that. One of those players is going to be available on each play. Yep. So yeah. they're just going to march up and down the field. As long as their defence is good enough, which last year at times it was poor for a defensive coach, yeah. it was poor. But as long as their defence is good enough, they'll stroll that division. They'll certainly stroll the start of the season until we see whether Carson Wentz is up to speed. The Texans and the Jags are not going to be a threat. I know we're going to get later into into the series of podcasts. We're going to do reviews of all the, the, the divisions, excuse me. But come on now. Tell I mean, me you're not picking the Titans. I mean, if if I get AFC South, I can give you my review now, and it's the Jags <laughs> and the Texans, and that is there's. I mean, let's, I'm, it's a two team division. It's a two team division. I mean, I still look forward to the <laughs> NFC East being the worst, but that AFC South is going to be a shocking division next year it because really is. two of the teams are going to be fighting for number one. And they're going to be playing like number two. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be bad. Okay. But yeah, so uh, my my first choice was Julio Jones. Jimothy, well, I'm going to go on to what is now actually my second choice because I think it, it rhymes somewhat off your off of that last statement. And I actually wrote Griff's hatred of the Jags. I'm going to say Griff and John's hatred of the Jags. I mean, you're both very very down on on the Jags. Now, I, I said this in a, in a WhatsApp chat we had yesterday. I don't think they're going to the playoffs. I think they'll probably pick in the top 10 next year. But you guys seem to think they'd be fighting for the number one pick, where I'm like, they've got a generational talent now at quarterback. They've got a re- all the pieces of the offensive line are returning, and normally when a team brings back all five stars to the offensive line, that offensive line is, is okay, it's decent. They've got a decent running game. The receivers aren't brilliant, but they're not terrible. The defence isn't brilliant but again it's not terrible and it's actually a very young defense it could get better I'm, so i'm not saying they're going to be great but your hatred and your kind of downright I, disgust of the jags and i'll, I'm jump, like, in. I'll no, jump i don't in. get it i'll cheerlead I, i'll jump in I, I understand where i'm going with this one i, I have it forethought <laughs> firstly there's no there's no hatred. What I don't like about the Jags is they've been foisted on us in the UK. <laughs> We're expected to support them, and they've never given us anything to support. They've had one good year in the 10 years I've been really into the NFL, right? One good year. Yeah, it's Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah, right? So excuse me if I don't care, because I don't care. They're not relevant. They, how many winning seasons have they had in the last 14 seasons? Oh, not many. One. One, or two. one. Right. One. So I don't care. It's not that I hate them. I just don't care. The second thing is... Yes, you've brought in a generational talent. The best, quote, the best quarterback we've seen in, come out of college since Andrew Luck. 
some guy who coached college football quite well, rather than doing the sensible thing and getting an experienced NFL coach. Quite well. He won two championships with two different schools. Yeah, and... The guy's a winner. Had I known this was going to come up so early, I'd have got my list of coaches who flunked massively in the NFL yeah. after being good a, college coaches. Granted, that is a risk, but it's not like... John, been... find the timestamp. It won't work. Urban Meyer will be out of there so fast because I don't think it's going to work for him. How long did it take Pete Carroll to be any good in the NFL? Years and years. He went back to college once. Yep. Right. Urban Meyer. It won't work. That's that's what I'm calling this podcast. I agree. <laughs> so Trevor Lawrence is just about to waste at least one year. Peyton Manning was generational. His first year was epically crap. Yes. He was terrible. Well, that's what you're going to get because everything not, is on his shoulders. And this is what I'm saying. I'm not saying they're going to be brilliant, but I certainly don't think they're going to be picking number one or two in, in the draft next They'll year. They'll be in the top five. I think top ten. They'll be awful this year. It, the, the only thing they've got going for them is the Texans will be worse. So, like, <laughs> that's it. The, game one, <laughs> six o'clock on uh, is, is it Texas Sunday, Jags? Sunday, September the twelfth. Jags at Texas. Oh my god, we found the first toilet bowl of the season. That's going to be the, an awful the game. The Jags win their first game last year, then lost every other game. Yeah, and and do you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if they do win that game, but. And, and Trevor Lawrence is likely to be brilliant in the future, but he's not likely to be brilliant with Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer is a stodgy, <laughs> run-based, old-fashioned football coach. Stodgy! Well, <laughs> he is, though, isn't he? It's, it's going to be shit. Trevor Lawrence... <laughs> Urban Meyer Trevor sounds like Lawrence. a puddle in a built-up area. <laughs> Yeah, um, someone like that. He, he when he when he gets a chance to move on, he should. <laughs> Do you know it's, it's lovely to see John jump off that fence? Isn't That's it? the first yeah. thing I'd like to say. I've got sores in the arse for yeah. the last four years. <laughs> and secondly, it's nice for he and I to be in lockstep because that's also a rarity. It is rare. Um, yeah, I, I look. I'm looking forward to seeing Trevor Lawrence. I I just don't care about the Jags. <laughs> And I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> Every chuffing year like, we get those flags. The, oh, it's the flags. It's always, they're, they're always the shittiest flags. Like one, one year they were made of paper. <laughs> and it rained. <laughs> it fucking rained. <laughs> they're made of paper. <laughs> it's true. And it's actually, true. which brings up my second point. The UK games. Okay. So going back to COVID, because it's going to be tinging the whole se season. Uh, just so, just, just before I look forward to the day where we treat the word COVID the same way we treat the word Kaepernick. <laughs> it, we've we've hushed awe. Um, so, um, there. I'm gonna the what you call them. The Jags sent out an e uh, an email to their um, uh, fans today. As it stands now, we are planning to play in London, but it has not been confirmed. We will be need to be able to play in a full capacity stadium and not face any travel restrictions. If those requirements are not met, we will end up playing the game in Jacksonville. Tickets will be on sale once the game location is confirmed. This should be finalised as we approach the start of the regular season. Um, yeah, that, that ain't happening. No. It's, oh. it's not happening, but do you know that the worst thing about that statement is you can you can always hear people in Jacksonville going, oh, "Don't oh, make shit. us watch another game over here," because oh, <laughs> they don't want them either. That's oh. the funniest thing about it. So, uh, yeah, the UK games this year. I'm just going to bink my thing. Is 
da, 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 Falcons, Jets, oh, Jags, Dolphins. So it would have been nice to see the Kyle Pitts, and it would be nice to see the Dolphins. But I mean, battle of who cares less? I mean, <laughs> quite, quite frankly, they're um, not. Yeah, I, I, they're not corkers, are they? No, they're not. I, the, yeah, the, 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 I'd be going because I want to see the Tottenham Stadium. <laughs> I think that's fair. And that, I mean, I don't really want anything to do hu- with them either. So. I mean, I'm a huge, do you know you know, that, huge that stadium, NFL fan. That stadium fan. is a bitch to get to and from as well. That's for us. The, it saved me a walk. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you could do with a walk. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I will, I will have a, I'll, I'll have a subject. Here we go. go on, my turn. I've, I've gone up and down my list. This is something uh, that at the end of last year, John and I were discussing as well on the podcast. What happens to the Bengals without Joe Burrow? Now, before we jump in, Joe Burrow is being cleared to resume full activity already on his return from his uh, ACL. Yep. Yeah. So does it make it null and void or does it put even more pressure on the coach? Because we were saying, right, well, the coach is under pressure. They've been terrible for two years, but he gets like half a season's leeway because they'll be playing and then insert your quarterback here. Yeah. Whoever it might be. Jeff Driscoll. No, Jeff Driscoll's gone, but you know, whoever it might be. It'd be a Madden regen or something. uh, It was one of the Allens, wasn't it? One of the many Allens that are backup called Brandon Allen or somebody. It might be Brandon Allen, yeah. But I think it looks like anyway. It is Brandon Allen. yeah. Yeah. Brandon Allen. It looks like Joe Burrow might be fit to start the season. More or less pressure on the coach because... I'm not sold on on Taylor at all, and I I think the Bengals are a good team if they've got Burrow. I think they are a good team. I, I like Mixon more than anybody else on the podcast. I get that. That's fine. He's not hard. flattered to deceive. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I have nothing against Mixon, but I don't hate Mixon. But I what still fucking think? hate the Jags though. But <laughs> but you know, I was being told at the end of the last season, last time we were doing podcasts. Well, you're going to have to give him another year because you can't judge him on this. If Burrow's back and they are not at 500 by the middle of the season, he's done. Over. I've been the, probably the biggest defender of Zach Taylor on the, on the podcast because I, I, I do think coaches do need time. This will be now, what, his fourth year? Third, third year. Okay, four, well, I'll go with fourth. But I think it's third. Go on. I'll look it up. You look it up while I'm talking. I um, think it's third. Yeah, uh, he's got he's got a number one quarterback. They've invested in their offensive line. They've invest. They've replaced AJ Green with a, a receiver is probably the best in the in the draft and a former teammate of, of Joe Burrow. I agree with you. I think Mixon's a, a good running back. Certainly a number one running back. It is his third year. Thank you. Um, so yeah, I think. The, the the excuses are starting to run dry when you're getting into the third fourth year. And you look at look at my team, Forty ers Shanahan in his third year, the results came. Um, and I think that's where I think maybe not mid season. It might not be mid season where he goes, but certainly at the end of the season, if they're in the bottom five, probably bottom ten, he's at risk. He's six twenty-five and one in yeah, his first I mean, two seasons, but terrible. more importantly, they finished last in that division both times. Yeah, that's a division where Ben Roethlisberger missed the whole of twenty nineteen. Yeah, that was bad. Like that, that Steelers team was impressively good considering. Yeah, they perhaps didn't but get still, enough credit, and yeah. and we know the Ravens are good, and the Browns have taken huge steps forward. Yeah. 
But that's what the Bengals haven't done. There's been no steps forward, I think really. The, the problems in the previous two seasons are the fact that the roster has been terrible. I think it's improved greatly from when Zach Taylor came in to where it is now. So there's, there's, there's less excuses. I'm not saying he has to get to the playoffs, but I think you need to see progress with a full year of Joe Burrow. Yeah, I agree. I don't, I don't necessarily have to see them win 50% of their games. What I'm saying is if they're not competitive by mid-season with Joe Burrow... Then it's done. It's oh yeah, done. but uh, I mean, the only good thing is how competitive they were with Joe Burrow last year. But it's going to be like um, they won um, just as many games with Brandon Allen. I know, but they they they, <laughs> were, they were close. They were yeah, cl- they were, yeah, they were yeah. close. Yeah, you can tell the difference between yeah. Yeah. Brandon Allen and, and Burrow. Uh, but it's going to be like um, Alex Smith. Whenever he take. Whenever he gets sacked, you're just going to be watching it for your eyes. Uh, for your eyes, I often use my eyes to watch things. If I'm, if I'm honest f- with you, watching it for your fingers because yeah. you I mean it's such a bad injury he had. I, you know, um, it's going to be as well. It's going to take him time to get once he's at match pace to get there. And uh, I, I want to see him succeed. He's such a great talent. Um, but yeah, um, I think he's going to be let down by the fact that it's the Bengals and that's what the Bengals do they let you down because they're uh, an organisation uh, that is shit it's a, it is a shame that the yeah the quarterback role, the quarterback depth isn't there it's Joe Burrow and then it's some other guy who you know Brandon Allen did we say Brandon Allen because yep. um, I do feel like, I feel like they have they are rushing Joe Burrow back I think to your point that's that's the biggest risk. If he gets injured yeah. again, that could be a career. Yeah, that could be done. Yeah. Okay, we have to move on from the Bengals because a bit like the Jags, I just can't take any more. Um, I'm getting angry. <laughs> Jim, my go. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go for that. I'm gonna go for, that. I'm gonna go for the, my, my number three because I don't like my number one. Uh, is Tom Brady poised to have his best ever season? Now, my theory of this is. He had a pretty good season last year. They won the Super Bowl, but you know, statistically, wasn't as good as previous year. The Bucks have brought back all twenty-two starters. They've got all their coaches that he's played for a year with. There's no pandemic where he's forced to do preseason by himself. He's looking. He's you know, recovered from an injury that we didn't know he had. Yeah, exactly. He's looking as fit as he's ever looked, both looks-wise and general fitness. Look at the weapons he's got. I, I just. I tell you what, I don't. I wouldn't necessarily say they're going to win the Super Bowl again, because no, teams don't repeat that easily. Do. But if they're not, if they don't win a playoff game, um, something's gone wrong, because that team is going to be phenomenal. And he hasn't aged since he was about thirty-five. He just got there and stopped. So unless he gets injured, which is always possible, because at some point, just by sheer weight of numbers. In his career so far, he's been badly injured once. 2011? Yep. 10. 10, yeah. right? At some point, that's that's 11 years have gone by and he's had virtually no injuries or, or significant injuries. It, it's going to happen again because he's effectively had two NFL careers and everybody gets injured. So that's my only thing. At some point, the numbers will catch up and you must get injured. But if he doesn't, they'll win at least one playoff game. They, they must do. I'm assuming he's still hung over from the... Uh, Super Bowl party where we <laughs> tried to throw the, we tried to throw the trophy into the water but uh, prop, I mean just I don't think he I don't think he's on for his his best se- season but I think he's gone for a really good season yeah um, 
Yeah, and uh, that which noise, uh, like oh no, it kills me as well. Kills. He and might I, not go for the most yards and things he's ever done, but if I wouldn't be surprised if he threw the most touchdowns of his career. But just look at the weapons that could be actually receiving touchdowns. Gronk's back for another year as well, and he's not going to be starting slowly like he did last year. Like the guy's going to be up and running. I, I get the feeling you could be somewhere near right. Like one of the categories is uh, likely to be Mike Evans is still there. Godwin's Cameron still Bray, there. Yeah. Cameron Bray is still there. Antonio uh, Brown. Antonio Brown's still there. It's, it was a good offensive line. They even signed Leonard Fournette again. Yeah. Um, so he's got. A, a, he played good in that one game. Yeah, that counted. one game. Um, <laughs> and you know, Ronald Blair was good last year. Yeah. Um, it, I'm gonna be so angry when they make the playoffs in and get the bye because they're gonna. Just be so good, uh, yeah. That, but that seems fair. I'm I'm going to piggyback on top of what Jim's just done. Then, oh no, right, jump the queue. Yeah, I'm going to jump the queue. Fair, John, John jumped the queue last. He time. did. You jumped much else recently? Um, no. Oh, no. Right, I'm going to piggyback on the back of the Bucks and say Michael Thomas is injured for the Saints and may miss the first half of the season. Have you seen who his replacement is? Any takers? No, you haven't. He's got a weird name. No, he doesn't. Oh, no, he doesn't. They have signed Chris Hogan. What? Double Super Bowl winning 36-year-old Chris Hogan has come back from a year in Premier Lacrosse and has signed for the Saints today, quote, as a solid replacement for Michael Thomas. (laughs) Now... In 2016, he had his best statistical season. He had about 600 receiving yards, three or four touchdowns, and he won the Super Bowl. He also added another Super Bowl with us as a component to a winning team. He is not Michael Thomas, and that Saints team has no Drew Brees. I was going to say, in that year where he had his best season, he had Tom Brady. Exactly. He was basically basically a tight end. Yeah. Because Gronk was injured. Which is odd because that means they could be playing a, a tight end uh, quarterback and a wide receiver <laughs> because they don't have a definitive number one quarterback yet either. So, uh, Saints, what are you doing? Making it easy for the Bucks to get to the playoffs. Well, that's exactly it, isn't it? Um, now you know why I jumped the queue. There you go. Um, shall I go? Shall I bring one up now? Well, unless you've got anything else to add on Chris Hogan. You're just, really, you're just really dismissing him like that. that. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. I mean, I'll dismiss Chris Hogan like that because... Uh, it's I mean, not. Do you remember when he went to the Panthers? No, of course you don't. I do remember when he went to the Panthers. I thought, well, actually, do you know what? That might be all right. But um, it didn't work, did it? didn't work. No. Um, the, only, the only New England receiver that's gone anywhere to, and it's ever worked is Wes Welker. Yeah. And true. he had Peyton Manning for a yeah. trip. Yeah. That helped. Shit, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> um, oh, well. Um, so the Steelers, um, they've signed Melvin Ingram. But have you seen Ben? He's slim. Ben does not look like a thumb. No, no. Ben has Ben slim, looks like a, Ben looks like an index finger. Now he's slimmed down, but I will point out that that picture that I sent you, he did seem to be carrying a spare tire or a really big fanny pack around his middle. Other than that, he's definitely slimmed down. He's slimmed down because he, he needs to be because his O line has gone. Yeah, he will. I mean, you know, he needs to be. Um, He's going to have to be peak Ben for them to be halfway good this year. Yeah. But the signing of the running back then, what do we think? Running back. Uh, not running back. Uh, defensive defensive end. end, sorry. What do we think? Like, 
Is that going to be enough on that side of the ball to make what was already a very sturdy defence to be the best defence in the league? Because they were top five. Well, it doesn't elevate them. They lost Bud Dupree, didn't they? Well, this is my point. So, so it's a running mate for, for TJ Watt. Yeah. But is it enough? Because I think Ingram is one of my top five defensive players most seasons. And I was really surprised that uh, Chargers allowed him to go. I thought they would do more to keep him. Yes, it's all about money. But the Steelers, if the Steelers have a top two or three defence, that massively takes the pressure off Ben. It does, but I still don't think it's enough. No, neither do I. But I mean, they've had a... They've had a uh, 2019, they had a great defence uh, with with no offence and they just missed out on the playoffs. Last year, they had a lights-out defence and they lost the first game in the playoffs. More the same. Five in a row to end the season. Yeah, more. I think more the same. Yeah, I, I agree. I think Ben probably starts reasonably well and then just falls off a cliff as the year goes on like last year. I think the, the biggest difference is going to be in the running back. If Najee Harris can come in and be a running back rather than James Conner last year who just wasn't good enough. Well, I think that takes a bit of pressure off Ben, but it also takes some pressure off the defence, which at the end of last year was being asked to do too much. I will say this about James Conner. Yes, he was not... He wasn't good enough to be a playoff team's number one running back, but at the same time, that O-line and its constituent parts just collapsed as the year went on. Everybody knew Ben was handing the ball off as the year went on because he got less and less able to throw the ball. So a player that was, say, middle of the road, all of a sudden was getting steamrolled every week. Plus, he was carrying injuries. I don't think James Conner is as bad as he looked. But Harris, which they couldn't do last year. Name two members of the Steelers' O-line this year. No, exactly. And that is a concern because a new running back needs help needs someone to open lanes and he doesn't have it. And if, if that doesn't work, then the Steelers won't be in the playoffs because Ben will regress as the season goes on. As good as the defence may be, they'll go backwards. Yeah. No, it's... um, I mean, the, the, the options for Ben as well, they just seem to be getting less and less. I mean, Juju has been... It was a revelation when he started, and now he just seems distraction, a distraction, and a, um, you know, I, I wonder if come game five he regrets not joining the Chiefs for three million dollars more than he's getting at the Steelers. Probably. Uh, who wishes to jump in next? Anyone? Hang on, is it me next? It can be. All right. Uh, this covers two teams. Will the Texans and Eagles? have the same hierarchy in place this time next year. So it's front office and head coach. Now these are the two teams I think are picking one and two, order to be decided. Uh, I worryingly suspect they might, because I think they've kind of dug themselves into a hole. Certainly the Texans seem to be all on board with exactly what they're doing. And it's, is it Easterby? Jack Easterby yeah. seems to be pulling all sorts of strings and, you know, he used to be the, you know, like the preacher, basically, at, at the Patriots. And now he's some sort of evangelist, apparently, at the Texans. And it doesn't work, but they seem blind to it. I mean, John, quickly, name me the Eagles coach. No. Thank you. That's my point. Nick Sirianni. Oh, he, yeah. He, yeah. His well first press conference, <laughs> dreadful. <laughs> <That was hilarious. laughs> uh, like, 
But how bad was I mean? You know, his, how bad was his press conference on the um, um, Adam Gay scale? Gay scale, which is how we should judge on the Adam Gay scale. Gay when yeah. when he when he, you know he came out with his, his like, eyes, eyes yeah. like um, it, it was the bad as guy. In, bad. In, in, he looked like the the judge in Who Framed Roger Rabbit yeah, when it, they put him in the dip. It was as bad. It, it was it was appalling. It wasn't good. It was worse than Matt Patricia sitting there with his hat on backwards in his first press conference as Alliance coach. It was bad. So, and who's the Texans head coach? Not a clue. <laughs> David Cully. I had to D- look it up as David well. David Cully. Did he come from the Lions? I think he did. David Cully. I mean, this uh, from, is from the Ravens. The Ravens. This is this is my point, right? It, it, a bit like the Urban Meyer thing. If your team is bad, go and find a coach to help you reset. Don't don't bring in some nobody who hasn't got a prayer. When was the last nobody coach that became any good? Stefanski? No. Oh, yeah, he coached. No, he had a name for himself. Yeah, already. people were. You, you hadn't heard of David Cully till just then. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> right, this is my point. And you watch NFL, you read the stuff, and it's, it's, it's a gamble because everybody's looking for, oh, I could gamble on this and it might work and I'll look like a genius. That isn't the way to create success. That's a one off every now and then. I wouldn't say Urban Mars are nobody, though. I would. Sure, Sean McVay... Well, he's not going to be a success, so it doesn't matter. Sean McVay was a-, was a gamble, but it's worked. And everyone's trying to replicate that. That's why Zach Taylor still has a job. And it, I, there's too many teams doing that. I, I know you don't want to go for stale, tried and tested guys that, well, they, you know, they haven't really won anything, but they... Uh, Marvin Lewis, right? He didn't win anything. But he got the Bengals. Marvin Lewis did really well. He got the Bengals to the playoffs in yeah. six consecutive six, seasons. Yeah. With Andy Dalton. Do you, do you see him head coaching anywhere? No. And, and that's a that's a joke, as far as I'm concerned. When David Nobody Cully and Nick Moron Siriani appear to be able to get jobs, they're not listening. Uh, you're barely listening. I'm, I'm just saying, like I, I don't get it, and it winds me up. It's not okay. The best one this year is going to be at the Lions, and it's Dan Gary Busey Campbell. <laughs> he's another one. He's at least, at least absolutely. Oh, right? he's going to be great. He, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. One of those three that we've just mentioned won't see out the season. Well, that's what I'm saying. It won't see out the season, but I think I think at the Eagles, I, I think they will because I think they've invested in that. Because don't forget, four, three, four years ago, they won the Super Bowl. And now it's all gone downhill. They can't afford to keep looking like morons. This what I mean. That's my thing with the Eagles. Is like okay, they get rid of Wentz, like him or not. He was still a starting caliber quarterback in the NFL. You get rid, you get rid of Wentz. You put in Jalen Hurts, who had one or two good games, and everyone thought he was amazing, and then it turned out actually not that great. So all right, we'll give him the season. We'll give him the season with a new head coach. We'll give him the season with a team that actually isn't great on paper because either people retired or left or they can't afford to pay them I just think like that's it reminds me so much of the 49ers a few years ago before Shanahan where it was like we we, we don't know who to hire um, we, we've got some aging talent and we're not sure what's going to happen let's just hire this Tom Sula guy because he seems like a decent guy and we'll see what happens that's what it feels like I think Syria is the most the memorable thing that Jim Tom Sula did in a moustache. Didn't he fart in the middle of a press conference? <laughs> <laughs> I believe that. He like, there's a clip of him basically just lifting one cheek, and you're like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. 
Okay, now, uh, your your point is entirely correct. So, yeah, it's I think strange. it's I think the, the Texans are still too darn stupid to, to yeah. sack David Cully. Maybe it, something along those lines. It, it, it frustrates me. It does. Um, I, yeah, I see them both lasting the season and taking them into next season. God, Dan Zach Cam- Taylor effect. Dan Campbell will be fired because he said something stupid. Yeah, <laughs> it does feel a bit that way. Yeah. <laughs> he like at one point he's going to deny God at the end oh, of a flash uh, Martha Firestone uh, forward or something. Yeah, exactly, and um, yeah, sight another riot or something. Exactly, yeah, they yeah, storm the Capitol. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Imagine that you spent I don't know thirteen years at a franchise, right? And you were you were good. You weren't just good. You were you have effectively carried a franchise with one other player to help you, who was a brilliant wide receiver, right? But all you really wanted that whole time was a running back who was okay and could help you get across the line and maybe win a playoff game every now and then or, or just get there. Imagine if you then took your talents to a team that seemed perfectly set up for you, complement of wide receivers, offensive-minded coach, and a running back who grew and grew and grew in stature last year who then was snatched away from you by an Achilles injury and you were back to square one with Daryl Henderson, apparently, (laughs) as your number one running back. Gentlemen, I feel sorry for Matt Stafford. And I don't know what else to say. (laughs) I really feel for him. Cam Akers getting injured is a catastrophe. It's 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 bad. But in the... I mean, when it all comes out, when you think about it, Cam Akers didn't... Is good, but he didn't. It's not like he set the the league on fire. There is there's going to be some f- free agents out there who they can sign. Who just McVeigh can bring Gurley back for fuck's sake. As it happens, I, I just pulled up the the available running backs that are currently free agents. So yeah, I mean Todd Gurley's the obvious one. Take a risk. Yeah, Devonta Freeman's there. Ito Smith, I'm sure who's now the running back at the Falcons. Um, TJ Yeldon, Adrian Peterson, Paul Perkins. Paul Perkins is only 26 years old. I thought what? About, I thought he was about 40 when he played for the Giants. Um, Duke Must Johnson. Be. Duke Johnson, yeah. You know, there, uh, Le'Veon Bell, uh, Alfred Morris, Dion Lewis, Frank Gore. Yeah, I mean, there are LeSean McCoy. So, I mean, there, there are players out there. But like, yeah, it's, it's a shame because, yeah, you know, Kamakami, because. You know, giving giving him that another year, I think, could have been really, really, really good for the, the Rams. And I think Cam, in fantasy, Cam Akers would have been like a top ten pick. Yeah, I think so too, and that kind of is my point that he he may not have been setting the world alight, but he would have still have been the best running back Matt Stafford oh, ever had. Yes, this yeah. is a guy I had to put up with Amir Abdullah and Theo Riddick uh, for several seasons as a combination in the backfield. You know, like. Previously, the best running back he's had was Reggie Bush, who had 1,000-yard season, yeah, maybe, and, and while it, Stafford was there. And it wasn't Reggie Bush a la Saints. No, it, it was, was Reggie Bush a la, can I have some money for I retire? Yeah. yeah. And, and I don't know. I, I just, <laughs> I was really looking forward to Matt Stafford having a really good season. I think he deserves more than his career has given him. I wasn't. No, fine. But yeah. You know, for different reasons. And and now I think he'll just be back to where he was with the Lions, asked to do too much. Unless Henderson or Malcolm Brown do more than we expect. Henderson had flashes, Brown had flashes, but Cam Akers looked like I'm going to be the run, number one running back. 
On on the flip side, he has probably got the best offensive-minded coach that he's ever worked with. Yes. And he's probably... Calvin Johnson's absolutely the best wide receiver, but he's probably got a much better suite of, of wide receivers than he's ever had. Yes. Or receivers full stop. The offensive line's okay. So, okay, yeah, they've lost a running... They've lost a good running back, and yet yeah, it's a bit of a shitter for, for Stafford, but I think he'll be all right. I mean, yeah, if if McVeigh is worth all the money that he's paid and the reputation he's got, you know, you look across the the division. Is he worth it? Well, if you look across the division, Shanahan makes stars out of running backs who come from nowhere. Let's see what McVeigh can do with uh, some nobodies now. Because if if he's the reason why we've all got these shitty head coaches uh, elsewhere, you know, let's see if, if it's worth the gamble. So this podcast should be entitled McVeigh, is he all that? Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying. Because yeah. the answer is no. But anyway, uh, okay. And plus he's probably going to say something and all the, the running sure, backs going to hear. Sure, McVeigh will say something. He will say something no, and the, shut up. the running back will go, oh, that's a really annoying voice and then just stop listening. <laughs> that's, that's very true. Because he'll probably be in a pool when he says it as well if it's based on uh, hard knocks. He's always in a fucking pool. <laughs> he's really he's always topless. It's, it's very weird. Oh, the podcast dogs decided to bring their bongo drum kit out again. Yeah. Um, anybody else got anything they'd like to throw in the ring before we bring this first of our podcasts to a close? I got one last one, which is my number one one. Go on then. Which I obviously didn't go with first. Because we're obviously going to trash it because it's rubbish. Go on. It's not rubbish. Are we too down on tour? I'm not. It feels like everyone's down on tour because he's, he's not taken, Justin Herbert. He got taken out of the game and Ryan Fitzpatrick played instead of him. Now, a, he was coming back from a horrific hip injury. He was a rookie. He had no off season. And he was pretty good when he was fit at Alabama. I'm not down on tour at all. I, I think they did the right thing by managing him. They were a team. Brian Flores is a coach who wants to win. And he was prepared to say, you're not winning this game. I'm putting in Fitzmagic, who who then did go and win lots of games for them. I, I have no problem with what they did. I think it was a harsh lesson to learn. But like you say, he'd not played. He'd been injured. So I don't think Tua is necessarily going to be um, a top 10 quarterback many seasons over. But I think he's going to be around the league a long time. I think he's going to be very productive in some situations with the right coach, who may be Brian Flores. And I think it might be another year before you see the best of Tua. He's effectively still a rookie. Yeah. And um, he's under pressure because the Patriots don't have Brady, so they're suddenly beatable. And look at what Josh Allen's doing with the Bills. and The Jets are the Jets, so you should be able to beat them. And like he's under pressure for those reasons. And equally, as I was saying, he's being compared to, oh, look at what Justin Herbert's done. Look at what Joe Burrow's done. Uh, and this year it's going to be look at what Trevor Lawrence has done, apparently. Um, but I'm I don't think that's. Look at what's but I don't think that's fair. I think I think you need to let him mature, get his confidence back, make some mistakes, and I think he'll be fine. Like it was not a bad pick at quarterback to have Tua Tagovailoa. He may not put up the fantasy numbers that people want to see, but I bet you he wins a decent number of games. The team is good. He will yeah. be good. He's always. I think he's always going to be one of these players that doesn't elevate the team. He plays as the team is, 
But then I think we knew that. He, the Alabama team was amazing. Like, why would you expect anything different? So I don't think I'm down on Tua. I've just not seen enough of Tua to, to know any better. It's Twitter discourse as well, which is always the worst kind of... Um, Twitter's a horrible place. It's a moment. horrible place. It's really... Um, I don't go on Twitter. It's a toxic shithole. I'm, I'm staying away from NFL Twitter because it's just horrible. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not done on tour. I think there's a player there. We, he just needs to be unlocked. And so far, it was a really horrible first year for any rookie to come in. You know, as I say, as Max says, I think technically treat me as a rookie again this year because it's the first time he's been able to get the preseason in you know last year was a, a sort of a bonus for him but uh, and as well if he's a if he's got the mentality I don't think what happened last year is uh, a bad thing you, you learn from it you become a better player from your your mistakes from your knocks um, you know I think there's a I think there's a player there it's just uh, let's see if if the dolphins are the team to get it out of him Fair enough. John, what have you got left on your list that you'd like to bring up? Anything? Nothing? Nothing. You were going to say fuck all, weren't you? I was. <laughs> so nearly came out of your mouth. You edited yourself and I felt the need to jump in. I do apologise. Right, well, I've got a couple of things that we can quickly cross off the list and then we can close this down and, you know. Firstly, Jamal Adams. He's about to become the highest paid safety by the sounds of things. Is he worth the money? Nope. No. I also think no. I think he's a good player, but I, he's not... You know, he, he, he's he does. He has average. six games a season where he's really good, and then the rest of the time he's missing. Is that fair? He's an above average safety, playing in a below average defense. That's, uh, yeah, that's fine. I think the, I think the fact that the, the Seagulls gave up two first round picks for him means that all the power is in Jamal Adams' court. Yeah. Yeah. They have to pay him. Yeah, oh yeah, they're going to pay him, but I just don't think he's worth the money. Okay, no, fine. Secondly. The Washington football team, and I, I have written down the old name here, but I didn't mean to, but the, the Washington football team are now going to go into a second season known as the Washington football team because they haven't made up their name change mind. The Cleveland Indians are no longer. They are now, in baseball, the Cleveland Guardians. They have done that in less time than it's taken Washington football team because their controversy was highlighted after... The yes. previous name for the Washington football team. But I'm doing a good job here yeah. to work around it. How is it that a team that employs four million creative directors can't get this job done? That's the problem. There's too many people? There's too many people. Or are they up. too scared of making the wrong choice? Well, that as well, I think. If, you're list- and if anyone in the Washington football team organisation is listening, give us a shout. We are... We've got some amazing names. We've got some consultancy work for you. Yep. It'd be very cheap. We'll we'll have you a new Not name. cheap. Reasonable. It'll be, you know, yeah. It, you know, it'll be cheap for, for you. It'll be, uh, it'll be... Amazing for us. It'll be retirement fund for me. Yeah. But still, you know, we'll give you a new name, a new logo. It'll be fine. We'll do it by the end of the week. Okay. And it, we'll... It'd be better than some of the shitty options that they've come up with. Yeah, I've seen some terrible ones. There have been some horrible... uh, I still... My favourite is still Washington Red Pandas. And if it's not that, (laughs) I should be very disappointed. (laughs) Because that's an amazing name. Uh, Okay, finally then. uh, Something that I saw come up on, I believe, the ESPN website. 
if it's not there, my, I apologise. And it was simply this, a comparison. Danny Dimes, in for a better season than Dak Prescott. No, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and, and that's how I wish to end this podcast. Because was that an actual That was an actual uh, article. Danny Dimes, in for a better season than Dak Prescott? Question mark? Question mark? No. No, <laughs> and it's the, like, the shortest article ever written, I suspect. The fact that, you know, even Giants fans would vehemently disagree with that says it all. I'm, I'm excited for the, the Giants this season. I think they've had a good off-season again. Um, and um, Hard work carrying a quarterback, though, isn't it? Saquon has been on the uh, CMC diet. Jesus. Um, <laughs> he, he's looking buff. His thighs are bigger than my stomach. Oh, man, yeah. That's saying something. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the the big the biggest question mark throughout the whole organization is still the quarterback. So yeah, great. All right, I've got one, one. Oh, you want to sneak one in at the end, dear? It's not a point. It's more of a headline that came up on whilst we were recording. Uh. Packers have cut Blake Bortles. No, <laughs> and they're they're trying to organize a trade for Randall Cobb. Yeah, apparently that is part of the um <laughs> part of the Aaron Rodgers deal. Rogers deal is he wants Cobb back. <laughs> That's why um, the Bears signed Anthony Miller, or the Texans or whatever. Texans, yeah. Texans signed Anthony Miller because they realised that Cobb was going to be leaving. Well, on that no news, thanks very much for that. <laughs> Blake Ball should be treated with the same disdain as the unmentionable Kaepernick now. It's done. It's over. I mean, I'm a, I like Kaepernick. You know, he does a lot of, I, I, he's a lot of force for good, but... You know, yeah, yeah but not, not in this context. As a football player, he's gone. And I would like to point out while he's not here, that, uh, Gary, I did win this war. Mariota is still in the league. Just <laughs> <laughs> oh, saying. Um, what a hill to die on. <laughs> Thank you. That has been a pleasure. Uh, I really hope people are still listening. Uh, there'll be more organised podcast activity over the next few weeks in the seven weeks to go until the season starts. Something like that. Something like that. Well, We've eight got, weeks, roughly, whatever. Yeah. But I've got things lined up. Things will be organised. We're back in person. Paul and Gary will both be back. Uh, at some point. At some point soon. Uh, there's holidays and, you know, work and things get in the way. I've heard. Life. life. Yeah, life gets in the way, having kids and whatnot. Um, but they need to see our funky disco board that John's using to record this with now. Exactly. Uh, it's like a, a party, but uh, a very basic box of disco lights <laughs> i really like it it's, it's, it's colorful it's, yeah it's amused me throughout so gentlemen thank you very much for your contribution to the snap uk podcast uh i shall see you again soon bye-bye bye, -bye. bye.